This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Shutdown unrest. Open up yesterday. It never should have closed. More cash for small businesses. We're getting close to a deal. Could happen. Mass murder in Canada. They were scattered across the province. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan in northern New Jersey with the CBS World News Roundup. In some states, protesters are saying enough is enough, increasing the pressure to lift stay-at-home orders and reopen non-essential businesses. Over the weekend, the U.S. closed in on 760,000 coronavirus cases, and the death toll now tops 40,000, nearly double what it was a week ago. Our coverage begins with CBS's Manuel Bajorquez in Miami. In San Diego, demonstrators showed up waving flags, holding signs, voicing the same demands. It's not fair to the rest of us that don't have COVID-19. We all need to get back to work. And with no social distancing in sight, protesters in Wisconsin numbered in the hundreds and had a united message now. In Denver, Colorado, yesterday, demonstrators swarmed the state capitol building. An apparent counter-protester dressed in scrubs blocked cars by standing in the street. And in Texas, which is set to start reopening state parks today, with some businesses partially reopening Friday, people ignored social distancing to demonstrate. Although less vocal, it still appears the majority of Americans are not in a rush to lift stay-at-home orders. A new poll from the Pew Research Center showed 66% of Americans say they're afraid of social distancing measures ending too early, including a majority of both Democrats and Republicans. President Trump weighed in on the protests during his Sunday White House briefing. People feel that way. You're allowed to protest. I mean, they, they feel that way. I watched the protest and they were all six feet apart. I mean, it was a very orderly group of people. I'm Stephen Portnoy in Washington. When it comes to testing, the president insists... There's tremendous capacity out there. Mr. Trump says he's sure each of the states can now perform enough tests to move to phase one of the new reopening guidelines. That as governors continue to cite a shortage of key supplies, including swabs and the chemical reagents that make the tests possible. Reagents and, and 
Swabs are so easy to get. The president said he'd invoke the Defense Production Act to have millions more cotton swabs made. He didn't explain how the government might procure more reagents. Last week, hemorrhaging small businesses suffered a setback when the government loan program set up during the crisis hit its limit. Now, as CBS's Bill Rakoff tells us, a possible infusion of hundreds of billions more appears closer. President Trump says there's been progress in talks between his administration and Democrats on Capitol Hill on the framework of a new relief bill that would refill the small business payroll protection plan that ran out of money last week. We're getting close to a deal. Could happen. Could happen. A lot of good work has been going on. There's also word of additional money for hospitals. That's something the Democrats had been demanding. But getting a deal through a pro forma Congress is another matter. Any one senator could object to the measure if it comes up for a vote later today in the Senate. The burger chain Shake Shack is returning $10 million it got from the government's Paycheck Protection Program after cutting a separate deal for a cash infusion last week. The U.S. has condemned the latest crackdown in Hong Kong on the pro-democracy protest movement. Asia correspondent Ramey Innocencio says it comes as coronavirus fears have given the government broader powers. Hong Kong police rounded up 15 of the city's highest-profile opposition voices, including legal, political, and media figures, on the grounds of unlawful assembly linked to last year's massive pro-democracy protests. Hong Kong authorities have accused the 15 of organizing and joining three unapproved protests in which millions of the general public participated. Now to Canada and the deadliest mass shooting in the country's history. At least 16 people were killed when a gunman went on a rampage in central Nova Scotia. CBS's Errol Barnett says the suspect is also dead. The gunman, believed to be 51-year-old Gabriel Wartman, was allegedly disguised in a police uniform and tried to make his car look like a cruiser. The impact of this incident will extend from one end of the province to the other. According to authorities, the victims were shot in several locations. Police have not yet released a motive. Countless families are in mourning today. Among the dead, Heidi Stevenson, a 23-year veteran of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. The mother of two was killed while responding to the scene. Rough weather hit parts of the south. With rain, hail and heavy winds, there were tornado watches in parts of four states. But flash flooding appears to be the major problem, especially in parts of Mississippi. CBS News political correspondent Ed O'Keefe tells us the presumptive presidential nominee Joe Biden is poised to start the search for the person to join him on the Democratic ticket. CBS News has learned that that process is expected to formally begin this coming week. Remember, Biden himself has said that he's going to pick a woman to be his running mate, and that group of people that he will look into is expected to include governors like Michigan's Gretchen Whitmer, senators like Amy Klobuchar, Elizabeth Warren, and Kamala Harris, and potentially others like Stacey Abrams. Abrams is a former candidate for governor in Georgia who now heads up a voting rights group. Ten years ago, the country's concern was focused on the Gulf of Mexico. CBS's Jim Crisula says a deadly explosion touched off an environmental crisis. The Deepwater Horizon disaster 41 miles off the coast of Louisiana claimed the lives of 11 BP workers. Michael Williams somehow survived. I remember thinking to myself, you know, this this is it. I'm going to die right here. Some 130 million gallons of oil spewed into the Gulf of Mexico for 87 days. Grand Isle, Louisiana Mayor David Camberdale made a plea to Washington. Please, please send us some help. David Helpern is among thousands of researchers who 
who have tracked the environmental impact of the Gulf oil spill. And I must commend BP and the Gulf states coming together. They left us alone and the states left us alone. We were truly an independent group. There are few, if any, accurate estimates of the financial cost associated with the BP Gulf oil spill 10 years ago. Jim Crisula, CBS News. Life on the roads, not like it used to be for America's truckers who, in a pandemic, are taking more risks than ever before. Here's CBS's Chris Van Cleve. We caught up with Angie and Larry Baum on Interstate 81 near Christiansburg, Virginia. Trying to stay safe out here is the biggest thing. Finding bathrooms, showers, and a place to rest has gotten harder as many small truck stops and some rest stops are closed. About the only restaurants open now are drive throughs and big rigs don't fit. Two or three nights that we didn't eat. Truckers move 71% of all domestic freight and virtually all consumer goods. They are essential workers, especially now. I had a girl in Arizona last week. She had a sign and said, I love truckers. It made my day. A lot so. more five-finger waves than one-finger waves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they'll keep on driving, hoping we all outrun coronavirus soon. Chris Van Cleve, CBS News, Christiansburg, Virginia. That's the World News Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay, and and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that does that doesn't count. <laughs> sure, I responded to everything because responding to you putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But this story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground and I heard somebody say, call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder, had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Varian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. 
Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them and not the man pulling the strings? Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.